Hallmark Quality Control. Welcome back to another episode of Hallmark Quality Control. I'm Ansley. I'm Reagan. And I'm Morgan. Today we are going to consider a, um, I guess I would say an old movie. It's not that old, but a, not from our current season, um, Falling in Love featuring Taylor Cole and Tyler Hines, one that I happen to like. So we'll see how everybody feels about it. Uh, But first, the summary. Falling in Love is the story of small town radio host Lacey and computer engineer slash businessman Zachary. Zachary comes into town to work out the kinks in the budgeting software the town is testing for him with hopes of pitching his program to a big client in the near future. Focused on his phone and his work, he happens upon Lacey, who is scrambling to save the local radio station, which is threatened by city budget cuts. Or rather, Lacey happens upon him as a stranger in town at the local coffee shop and basically coerces him into buying tickets to her fundraising event, The Bachelor Bake Off, a baking contest featuring four local bachelors. Attendees will then bid to win a date with a baking bachelor, dessert included. The only problem is her star bachelor, former local All-State football player with apparently killer apple pie, is no longer single and therefore not eligible because he, quote, only wants to bake for Jenny, end quote. Through pure and perhaps overrated persistence, Lacey gets Zachary to agree to be the new mystery bachelor. She teaches him to bake while he helps her with the fundraiser budget. Once frosty due to their opposite personalities, they soon find that opposites can also attract, all while saving the local apple farm harvest and attending a niche lantern festival where candles aren't the only sparks. Their personality clashes seem to improve both parties and they soon learn the value of small town community, work-life balance, and chasing your dreams. Speaking of dreams, both are also presented with dream career opportunities. Lacey as a nationally syndicated human interest radio host for her dream show based out of Boston, and Zachary with a big prospective new client for his business, also conveniently located in Boston. When Zachary has to leave early to seal the business deal and miss the big bachelor bake-off, Lacey decides that his departure was inevitable, and in their mutual disappointment, they are both forced to consider their priorities. This culminates in Lacey auditioning for her dream job by regaling a special on-air story, thanking Zach for pushing her to go for what she wants. Back at the bake-off, Lacey offers herself as a last-minute substitution, making herself the fourth and final bachelor. But who is her winning bidder? Well, of course, it's Zachary, who came back early from his business conference meeting just to see her. With his generous bid, they raise enough to save the radio station. And they both decide that despite the unknowns, they're going to go after what they want, which is each other. Zach stating, I'll be there to come home to, to which Lacey replies, I like the sound of that. End movie. So, I haven't seen this one in a while, um, and I remember really liking it. I happened to discover that this was Tyler Hines' first Hallmark movie that he did. Oh, wow. Um, Little, little known facts, because I know we like him in a lot of the other Hallmark movies that he's done. But first, I think, you know, we've all lived in a small town of sorts at different points, right? Is this an accurate depiction of small town life? Because it's really centered on, like, small town community, the local radio station. Do we feel like this is an accurate, an accurate small town? 
I almost feel like it's difficult to say because they had, you know, like their lantern festival and everybody's listening to the radio constantly 24 seven, every single waking moment, the radio is on, you know, they go out to help this guy, you know, pick apples and stuff. And like from our experiences growing up in a small town with small town radio that people did listen to and mom had the radio on sometimes, you know, at mm-hmm. home and would listen to the local news and all that stuff, you know, I want to say that it's a little bit over the top in terms of small town community, but also I know there are people in small towns that are super into that stuff that mm-hmm. go to the to the fun summer fest thing or the special weekend shopping thing or whatever. There are people that are super into that stuff, so it's not out of the realm of possibility, but it was just they have a very high percentage of participation in those <laughs> yeah. events for That's a small true. town, I would say. I mean, it's accurate to say that small towns do strange little festivals. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Sauerkraut days. Yeah, and isn't there like corn days somewhere? Corn, and... Yeah, sweet corn days and maker days and Coulter Fun Day and, you know, all kinds of just like small yeah. town weird things. So that part. I live in, in I live in a town right now where the largest store here is a small dollar general and they still have town festivities. Yeah. So, so like that part is 100 percent accurate. The part where she gets on the radio and says, Farmer Joe broke his arm. So let's all go out. It's and, Pete Morgan. OK, Pete, whatever. <laughs> Farmer Pete broke his arm. Let's go help him harvest his apples. You know, that kind of stuff is a little bit. And Pete is in such a good financial position. He's like, take the apples. Take them. I don't (laughs) want them. I don't need them. My livelihood is not dependent on this. Please come take my harvest. He just doesn't want the (laughs) apples to like rot on the ground. He just needs them out of there. Please, clearance (laughs) on apples. (laughs) He doesn't want the deer in there. It's like, you know, Pete, you could charge people to come in and pick the apples. Like a lot of people do that. People in the city will drive to the small town and pay you to pick the apples. Like you don't. You don't have to do this. You don't have to give away your livelihood. But Pete's just su- such an upbeat guy, despite <laughs> having broken his arm, that it's like, you can't keep this fella down. I mean, one-armed Pete was prepared to build out. a stage by himself. Like, I mean, he can't pick apples, but he can build a stage. <laughs> And he he came and he came to that radio interview ready with the puns. Like I don't remember what they were, but I remember it was like it was like every line he said was punny on the radio. You what, know, every sort what of a treasure of the community is Farmer Pete. <laughs> every interaction, I feel like every interaction that was um, related to the radio station, like anybody who was on air, it was sort of like. And you can imagine you can imagine them adding a like a dramatic wink, side wink, like <laughs> yes. at the end of every sentence that they say. It's like everything that Lacey said, she like segued it into a pun or something. It was like <laughs> it like, was so over the top. We get it. You have personality, okay? <laughs> but here's the thing though, don't you feel like I can think of, like, a couple of specific people from the town we grew up in who were kind of like that, who were in city administration, that, like, the impression you got of them was, like, 
they're at every oh, Tuesday yeah, on I mean, the town. They're at every, you know, like, ha <laughs> wink, you know, like, it's that personality. Maybe they're drawn to, to local administration. I don't know. It is just the level that is just right for them. It's perfect, you know. And yeah, I mean, we, yeah, Hampton it, yeah. used to have Tuesdays on the town and... Um, Sister friend weekend. And, you know, mm-hmm. municipal, we were in municipal band. That's a very small town niche type thing that not a lot mm-hmm. of people get to experience. Um, and it I mean, we were have... in a community, a community play, you know, that one yeah. year. Like, and I guess we did a little. There was, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the local church would put out a popcorn stand at the municipal band concert and, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's fish fry. There's a sign in the middle of the intersection on Main Street, you know. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it's that stuff is real. So some of the events and stuff. Great. But like to go to Lacey's. The like reality of Lacey's radio show. I just thought the topics she brought up were mostly just a snooze fest. Just so (laughs) boring. And she acted like the smallest of details were like a big breaking news update. Like, hey, breaking news. We're going to have a new, fun, awesome location for the for the festival party yeah, guess what thing. that's just called by the way planning. we don't have the location yet so if you know of a good idea send it in it's like okay this is just maybe some people enjoy that this is not for me this is not my radio station. i'm not interested in human interest generally <laughs> <laughs> see yeah, i think yeah. i think that's Fair enough I'm, what it really is is like the small town atmosphere. I I kept thinking like as I saw events, like is this accurate? Like what I, I kept thinking coming back to yeah, I feel like okay, it's not totally unrealistic that these kind of events and things happen. But um, yeah, I think the the radio part of it is really where it was like okay, this is like this is a bridge too far. Like Farmer Joe came in to read the almanac, the farmer's almanac report. Like, right. I know they do weather reports and stuff, but here's what the do difference. They f- what do they fill the air with all of the time? <laughs> That's what Country that, music. They, they, like, country they, like, music. almost never played music. Yeah, um, the country moose. <laughs> but <laughs> here's, here's the difference. I would go to a jam festival. I would actively avoid interacting with people who were having <laughs> yeah. a contest like they they had all their bachelors there with their sample baked goods to kind of show mm-hmm. off and to sell tickets to the event i would do everything in my power to avoid that table and talking to the people at that table but i would go and buy some jam yeah i think that's really what it is is like i like the small town atmosphere but we as a family are not particularly interested in in, we're not uh, the most social human interest <laughs> but okay so speaking of speaking of the bachelor bake-off you know i is this is this even a realistic fundraiser because listen i as as a band teacher who's taught high school before i have dealt with some fundraising things right and you can turn a lot of stuff into a fundraiser and it is really hard to get like new ideas that are not already taken because like everybody and their mother is selling a coupon booklet, you know, well, why already. weren't they selling Casey's pizza coupons? <laughs> yeah, see, that's where the real money is or the world's finest everybody chocolate. Everybody loves Casey's. World's finest chocolate. There's also the, the, the Danishes, um, the freezer Danishes. Those were big. <laughs> yeah. 
But like I knew I knew I've known like band programs who sell laundry detergent or mattresses <laughs> or you know or um the stu- the school where I student taught hosted a beauty pageant at their school and they That's made That's not that far off from a bachelor money. auction. They made they, big money. That's what I'm saying. Like I want to think it's unrealistic thing, but yeah, that's it, true. It, it was worked because it was the South, and that's like people do beauty pageants in the South. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Like, is do people? I was. Did they? Could they actually really make money on this, or was it just okay? But what was their cringy. fundraising goal if if each bachelor purchase got them another like five or ten percent mm-hmm. of their original fundraising goal? Because like, what did? Yeah. I mean, the legit the finances of how this keep the radio station open. Like I thought, this was to like to keep it open. You you yeah. would think you would have her salary, the sound engineer's salary, that other lady's salary, who was sometimes there on was the a air. receptionist at the radio station desk who's paying her salary. There's all kinds of fees and stuff, I'm sure, and just like keeping the lights on. So I don't really understand how, even if he gave. The exorbitant fee of $5,000 to go on a date with her. <laughs> that is like 10% of their goal. I, I love that you're doing the math right now. $50,000 is going to pay all of these people and keep the lights on? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. okay, but it is, okay, they did phrase it as budget cuts, Perhaps it is not, is it that they cut the entire budget or they reduce the budget? Well, they then would have, fire well, then... Nancy, the receptionist, and keep it <laughs> open. Know. Let's not make it save the radio station. Let's make it, let's save Nancy's job. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also, do they sell advertising? Because that's how radio stations stay in business. Yeah, it's not like why would you sell advertising when you ads. could talk about a boring community event 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Why did she not have the the local vendors donating things in exchange for yes, radio ads? I know. I can't believe it. They acted like she, she was planning this party and I wanted this elaborate party at the I looked at the flyer the flyer said that the original venue was like the Pleasant Valley Resort I'm sorry what <laughs> they have That's a resort a small town here thing. I don't think so she look I understand it's they're they're trying to play up oh she's like cute and bad befuddled. with money cute and befuddled yeah. with numbers and planning but also like I'm sorry this contest is two weeks away you you don't know how much you're spent you know that you need you need four bachelors to meet your fundraising goal, but you don't know how much money it's going to cost you to hold the event. Why four? Why not more? <laughs> why not make it a competition? Like I don't understand why we're limited to four. Maybe it's the ovens. Well, That's how many portable no, ovens she I had. I was going to say it's probably because there's only like four attractive men in the whole town. It's it a small town. You can only find four easy bakes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, how did they get these ovens in the barn? How is their hookup for that? Right. Can we not find, do like more of a traditional, like, like from the musical Oklahoma where you make up a picnic basket and then you bid on that for the date? I mean, you'd still get the money. You wouldn't have the hassle. You can still have a little harvest festival thing with it. Like, I just don't understand the logistics of that. So poorly handled. The fact that 
she thought the best substitute option for this guy that didn't want to do it anymore because he was going out with someone, um, she could bid. <laughs> the fact that the best substitute she could Listen, come up with Jenny, was, there's, cough it there's up. a guy. <laughs> yeah, cough it up, Jenny. <laughs> Looks like Jenny's going to be sponsoring the radio station this year. <laughs> He committed to the bank off before he committed to Jenny. <laughs> but why did she think that this that this engineer guy from out of town, a mystery contestant, was going to be appealing? Because just was that just going to appeal to people's okay. like, curiosity on the because mystery thing? Paying a large sum of money to go on a date with a stranger that you don't know if they're trustworthy or not. I just. Well, I here's don't the thing. See the was he to that? Was he a stranger or not, or was he a mystery or not? Because to me, when you say the mysterious guy is like you don't get to know about it till you show up, like yeah, missed like, opportunity. Question mark over his picture. Yeah. It's, instead of it, instead of like it's our mystery bachelor Zach. Let me tell you all about him. He's not a mystery anymore. <laughs> Zach, come on our radio you show and dispel the mystery. <laughs> it's. I mean, it's perhaps the 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 singles scene in this town is so bad that they would rather pay five thousand dollars to go on a date with a guy, a guy they don't know because the they know what the other options are. <laughs> okay, that's like, probably true. That's probably actually true. <laughs> yeah, but, the other option was the guy that works at Pizza Hut. You know, they didn't. <laughs> Apparently, there are no single male teachers or anything like well, that that we here, can pick right. from. So I feel like there would have been more and you could have made it a bigger thing. And maybe people are just have too much dignity to do it. But like, <laughs> well, that's enough. it. In the, in the end, who won? The the mom of the two boys, the two men, young men who were in it. She bid. Yeah. So girls didn't even want them. Then... The Linda. Where that mom was really tenacious. That's true. She probably, I mean, she kicked that that radio station. Probably has a complex. Um, Yeah. Oh boy. There's so much to unpack about that family. I don't think we have time. (laughs) But we can do a whole episode on the messed up family dynamics there. Aunt. I thought it was Linda. Was it Patty? Her her bakery's name is Patty Cakes. Oh, okay. Well, for some reason, the whole time I thought her name was Linda. So, Um, anyway. (laughs) Linda, honey, honey. (laughs) Listen, listen, Linda. Linda. Um, She wins that guy who she definitely could have gotten a date with anyway. And then Lacey and Zach, I mean, they were going to be together anyway. So, like, it didn't actually... We all paid money to interact with people we would have been interacting with anyway to save the radio station. Why do you, why don't you just donate money to the radio station? Yeah. And then other people don't have to witness you. <laughs> you know doing what? This thing. You know what? The smart band program sent home a letter to the parents that say, "I could ask you to volunteer at a fundraiser and spend a lot of time Doing something at an event, or you could just give us twenty dollars and we'll leave you alone. Yeah, right. That's yeah. really the best way to fundraise. So, do you think that? Um, I'm curious for Reagan's perspective on like how they presented Zachary as like this computer engineering coding business person. 
it's I always uh, wonder if they actually take the time to make those things accurate or if they just said, oh, that sounds like something a, a computer software business person would say. Did it seem like, um, was his story believable? Let me put it this way. It was low resolution. You know, they were not very detailed. They were not very specific, which why would you be? It's just for the, it's for the purposes of the movie. They did, they did fine, I think, for, for what they wanted to do. He always had his iPad up with his, with his lines of code on it, with his code and programming, which, okay, I, I don't know that I would say an iPad is a preferred coding tool, but to each their own, maybe he was building it in Swift or something, um, you know, the amount of expense to like go and travel there to do what didn't seem to require much in-person work was interesting. That's not out of the question. People go on site and they do user testing and stuff like that. But for it, they acted like we're so small. We're just a startup. The the mm-hmm. secretary, when he was on the phone with the secretary, there are all these people in the background. Yeah. That's quite a few people for a software startup that hasn't published any software yet. Well, I was unclear because it seemed like, yeah, he was like somehow part of a whole company, but yet it also seemed like this is his program that he's looking to sell as a small business guy. So it was mm-hmm. kind of like, is he... an agent for an organization or is he kind of in charge of his own destiny they claimed that he was a startup so i just don't maybe we can justify all those people in the background by saying they're in a shared workspace or shared rented workspace i'm for that i vote for that um that sounds very very posh and modern boston business so maybe he's got investors and he's getting this ready to roll out and all of that and in that case it's like yeah having being able to do a pitch and roll out your product to a to a large group of customers that's a pretty big deal um i did think it was kind of funny that the secretary said they want you to come out to their conference and it's happening like tomorrow and you have to leave tonight and and then he's he ends up being able to show up at the event at the end and he says oh i just told them that i had to be earlier on the agenda or i was gonna or i wouldn't present at all it was like my dude when they asked you you could have just said i'm sorry i'm not available x times can we make x x times in the morning work instead that's just like that's not to me that doesn't seem like a big deal you know maybe because it was a big client or potential client or it's a conference or something but if they're going to be rude enough to ask you to come Mm -hmm. very last minute for something that's your business and they're not going to respect your time to like plan that far enough ahead with you then it's quite reasonable to respond and say, I'm sorry, due to this being very last minute, I'm not available at this amount of time, but I would love to be able to accommodate this and I'm looking forward to meeting with you. Can we make this work in the morning instead of the afternoon so I can meet my mm-hmm. other engagement? Doesn't seem like a big deal. But where's the drama in that? What did you think of their like personalities? They kind of depict... Zachary is like, oh, he's he's married to his work. He's always working. He's so like didn't seem that married to his work. Like he, and I mean, he did have his computer with him a lot. He did have his phone with him a lot, and he did say he was working a lot. But he managed to find time to pick apples, help her find the barn. Like he managed to sit at the local jam festival. 
Yeah, like I don't really think he actually came across as that much of a workaholic. So that was interesting. But she she was pretty harsh in her assessment of him as far as like, oh, he's so rigid and he's so boring. And it's like, you know what? As a person who likes spreadsheets and budgets and things, I take a little bit of offense to that. That that makes a person boring just because they enjoy that mm-hmm. kind of work. And I like vanilla cake. There is nothing wrong <laughs> with a good vanilla cake. I Sometimes do like a vanilla you cake. You need something that is simple, and people like to overcomplicate things. And just the the, the simple flavor is good enough. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, she was being kind of condescending about him like looking up a recipe and like being careful with his measurements his cake should have turned out better than hers based off of his meticulousness because cooking is an art but baking is a science the measurements matter and all of that she's like oh just it's just ratios and then you just kind of whatever just sort (laughs) of add whatever it's like Okay, um, maybe, but I've seen enough Bake Off to know that that could go in a really. That's wrong what I'm saying. Quickly. I have seen enough Great British Bake Off to know that even the best of home bakers sometimes have something not turn out, in spite of the fact that they've made it twenty times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, to to go to her personality though, she was very one dimensional. I have a very flat, one-dimensional personality of I work at a radio station. I talk too much. And and only important thing (laughs) in my... Yes, and I talk too much. And I like to be aggressive and sell people tickets for things. (laughs) It's like, there's there's like nothing else to her. We barely Mm -hmm. got backstory. She's living with Aunt Patty, who just is also just sort of whatever, doing her thing, I guess. It's like, she was very judgmental of him for being what a hard worker an entrepreneur is that really what you're complaining about that he's a hard worker and an entrepreneur who's doing you a favor and he likes small towns too he's doing this because he likes small towns so like (laughs) for you to act like he is just so different i mean it was kind of a different because normally a hallmark movie it's like here's the big city guy and here's the small town mm-hmm. girl and can their worlds collide and everything. And it really wasn't that in there. It really wasn't. It was just her being rude about the fact that he likes spreadsheets and, I and, just... <laughs> and scatter plots and coding. I get, it's like, dude, he's probably making a lot of money and I can't imagine. I imagine the reason you're living with aunt Patty is because that radio station jobs not paying you <laughs> enough makes to buy her $22,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But she feels high and mighty to judge him for starting his own company and selling a software product to the entire state of Georgia. Like, and, uh, and also so rude to dictate terms to him about work-life balance when literally she spends her entire life foisting her personality and her her fundraiser tickets on other people like literally everywhere she goes that's what she does like you want to talk about work-life balance when the radio work is more life but her work is morally justified therefore it doesn't count as being a workaholic call it work actually that just that just brings a deeper question (laughs) when we call those puns do not write themselves (laughs) (laughs) although we then you know later on in the movie he eventually says you know i thought that the radio station was the what held this town together but it's not it's you 
and your heart. It's like, okay, so does that basically make her self-aggrandizing? Like, also, she's, <laughs> she's there to just, like, I'm so great that I am on this radio station that I love that saved my life and gave me purpose that ever, no. my my passion for this project is now everybody's problem. I'm going to make well, this everyone's listen, problem. She's about to take this job where she's going to travel about. This town is going to fall apart without her. Okay? <laughs> like, if she is the where heart is the of glue? this town, the glue is about to leave. And this whole town, I'm sorry, you can't just put the local teenager from the AV club on the radio now and say like it's all gonna stay together because it's not even about no that. One, it's about her it's her heart no one else <laughs> was hauling around town caring about the radio station like she seemed she did seem like she was the only one really bothered by you know obviously other people wanted to contribute but my goodness it was her it was her entire personality well i think that's that got annoying that really is what's annoying is like because it's her it's her mission and it's her problem like she's gonna instead of sitting down and doing reasonable things like making a budget and planning an appropriate fundraiser she's going to foist her problems on everybody else like my problem is now your emergency and you're gonna have to do something about it bachelor who came into town to work because he has a big client like I am yeah. now coercing you into participating in something that you never actually verbally agreed to. She's just so persuasive. She's just so doggone persuasive. <laughs> <laughs> She's I just, got I get, gumption. I get really tired of this dichotomy they create where it's like, look at this free-spirited, emotionally intelligent woman. Mm-hmm. Look at this man who's just hardworking and stiff. Boo! You know, <laughs> it's like, like I I don't necessarily think that she was a more appealing person or a good person or a better person. He was fine. There was nothing wrong with him. He was working hard. He was. He's like, for this period of time, I gotta focus on getting this thing done. I have a work deadline. I have a problem with. He my was thing. so nice but to that he kid. Still spent all this time with her. This was a nice man, and she just judged him just for being himself. And we got this stupid, like, there's like a a principle built into the plot and a lot of these Hallmark movies that, like, the free-spirited woman is somehow correct. Superior. Versus someone who's organized, detail-oriented, hardworking, prioritizes doing a good job with their (laughs) business. Has their papers organized in a binder, not scattered about the table. Listen, I will maybe, go further. Maybe gave like half a minute of thought to the fact that if you're having a fundraiser that you probably don't want to spend an exorbitant amount of money having it at the local resort. You you say maybe you wouldn't say that she's more appealing. I will go further. I will say she is less appealing. <laughs> he is definitely the more appealing of the two. But it's like it's like all those you see in dating profiles like I'm looking for a spontaneous adventure buddy to uh. Go on walks with and try new places. It's like, okay, well, I mean, there's nothing wrong with trying new places, but some of us like the old places. I know. I am not the woman for you if that is what you're looking for. I like stability. (laughs) Yeah. Some of us go to work and come home and stay home because we like (laughs) it there. (laughs) And go to GM Festival and avoid the the people trying to sell you tickets. Because we literally only came for the jam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's so basic 
But I did, I have to say though, I think for me, there was, I think why I actually, despite all the, you know, bashing, I actually do like this movie. And um, although I realize that it's kind of in spite of her personality at the beginning and not because of it, right? It's Just kind of in spite the beginning. Of it. Well, <laughs> I think she improves over, over the course of the movie. But I also think that what what is appealing to me is... First of all, I think the atmosphere and the tone of the movie is really nice. But also that then when they're talking about, like, okay, what is it you want in the future? Like, they both, to me, have really, like, realistic ideas about what they want for the future, which is, like, totally unhallmark, you know? Usually it's like, I'm going to... I'm a busy, you know, business CEO, lawyer, something, something, and I'm only here because I have to be to tie up these loose ends of my father's business or something, you know, and I'm going to go back and run a multi-million dollar company and the other person also doesn't want to sacrifice their dreams. It's like, okay, when they asked her about, like, what he asked her, what is it you want out of life? And she said, you know, like, to fall in love and get married and buy a house and fix it up and have kids and some dogs and live in this town and have friends and know people and do things and matter to people who are here. That's like the most, I think, realistic and practical dream that people have. I think that's much, that's, I mean, how many people in the world are going to go on to be like, you know, big corporate CEOs versus like, you know what, I want to get married and have a family and buy my own house and have a dog and just live my life in a place where people know me and I know people and have friends. Like, well, I think that's to me, like the appealing part of it. Two things that make it uh, one of the more realistic or like, you know, just a less drama filled Hallmark plot is that A, she does have her own career that she mm-hmm. knows what she wants to do is pursuing it. Yes, there's kind of the the throwing it in of like, oh, you might get your dream, but at least it's like in the same field. And it's not this thing between like, I'm deciding between letting my family's pumpkin business close or like <laughs> pursuing my dream. And, you know, yeah. and then this, I'm going to, I'm going to quit the insurance business to sell jewelry. <laughs> right. And then the, yeah. like the second thing in its favor is that there wasn't another man like, she wasn't mm. dating someone else who was even more stiff than the stiff that came into town. Like, she wasn't, <laughs> you know, there wasn't this, like... There was oh. a potato man. Right. There wasn't this guy that she was, like, stringing along this whole time, and then she fell in love with the other guy. It, it was just nice that it was two actually available people <laughs> who have actual visions for their lives, who happen to find out that in spite of some personality differences... They actually do want the same thing and they can both pursue their dreams in a compatible way and he can be there when she comes home. So like in that way, the the mm-hmm. actual coming together of the two main characters was better than a lot of the other Hallmark plots. Mm-hmm. I agree. They were actually realistic about what they did with their careers at the end of it. They, he didn't move to the small town to be with her. Which yeah. is, I think, what traditionally would have happened. And it wasn't like, I'm, you know, I'm going to move to the small town and quit my corporate job because that was, that's not important and small town life is really what matters. 
it was actually she was going to be more ambitious with what she could do with her career and she was going to pursue something more advanced with her career he was going to be able to keep doing what he was doing and they were both going to support each other Mm -hmm. and they were both going to be living in boston now instead of this small town and they sort Mm -hmm. of allude to hey we can come back one day and whatever but it actually realistically they sort of compromised or found a route where they both get what they need out of it and they can still maintain a relationship instead of mm-hmm. her saying, well, you have to move to this small town for me and give up your big fancy job and career or, or you know, him saying, well, if you, can't, if you go after that career aspiration, we're never going to see each other. It was like the way that normal people compromise in a relationship. Hey, here's what you have going on. Here's what I have going on. It seems like if you make that adjustment and I make this adjustment, we'll find a path there that intersects and we'll be able to spend time together. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, you know, he had a line at one point about like, you know, even if you move to Boston, you'll like, you'll take this with you. Right. And I thought that was actually kind of a nice line. Normally those kind of hit a little bit corny, but I thought it was, I don't know, his, I thought, first of all, I think he's actually one of the better Hallmark actors, so his delivery was good. I thought really Taylor Cole was good in this as well, despite maybe her being written as, um, you know, very, in a personality that would not be my favorite, but um, I think that's an interesting thing, too, of like, you know what, you lived in this small town at a time when you really needed to be here and you really needed to be close to family and you found community here and that's great. Uh, but sometimes you have to like, it's time to go do something else. And there's nothing wrong with that saying like, this was great for what I needed at the time. And I have the opportunity to do something different and it's okay to be excited about it and say like, you know what? I had great experiences there. I had friends there and I am always going to have those memories and experiences and it's okay for me to like move on into something else. Yeah. Like sometimes Hallmark movies glorify small town life in a way that's, you know, which I think there are great things about small town life. Don't get me wrong, but it's like you have to move to this small town and it's, it's bad to live in the big city. And Mm -hmm. I just think this was kind of interesting. You don't typically see, someone moving in in a Hallmark movie from a small town to a bigger career opportunity to a bigger city. And so just from that perspective was kind of an an interesting, you know, a little bit of a different take. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In, in a, um, in a maybe more classically Hallmark plot move, she probably would have realized that she didn't really have she could abandon her ambition to be on a larger nationally syndicated radio show because the only things that matter is her local community and the people that she cares about. So the things she thought Mm -hmm. she wanted, she doesn't even really want. So she'll stay in the small town that that's like a very classic move that they Mm -hmm. could have pulled and they didn't. So, yeah. So in that sense, I do feel like it kind of is unusual for a Hallmark movie. You know, there are a couple things that kind of, distinguish it i thought some of the writing was actually pretty decent you know some of it um you know clearly it was like very punny and over the top but um i don't know it kind of has a a a, you know they do a lot of fall films right but this one for me for some reason has kind of a nice like warm atmosphere that makes it like an enjoyable fall movie to to watch so um any i guess 
last like kind of concluding thoughts on it is this a movie that you like did you enjoy it is it something you would watch again or was it kind of a like a one-time watch I feel like for me she was a little bit tough to take so while I agree the atmosphere of the movie is fairly pleasant um you know the plot is you know a little more interesting than maybe some of the other Hallmark movies some of the like bachelor bake-off stuff the two brothers fighting and then oh the the way she handled the conversation with them at the jam fest or whatever Mm -hmm. where they're having this little tiff between them of like you made scones and your scones stink and your well your pumpkin muffins stink (laughs) and it just like that whole little interaction she had to go over to them and like baby them and now, boys, can't you admit that the other person's dessert was actually pretty good? And, you know, just that <laughs> yeah, whole thing. And the yeah. fact that the small town life producer, uh, radio show producer, walked up to her and said, I'm so impressed with how you handled them. It's like, they're adult men. Like, what are we doing here? Like, yeah. some of that element of it was just, like, not the most pleasant, um, not the mm-hmm. most enjoyable. And so some of those irritating things would probably not make it my first, you know, rewatch choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, yeah, they, they did a lot with the set and the costume design just to make it feel warm. And people were wearing sweaters, even though it was, looked very likely like it was not the appropriate temperature for that, you know, from filming. <laughs> but I, I would add on to what Morgan said with the speech that she gave for her audition Mm. for a small town life, Mm. I thought was terrible in terms of what a radio program should be. I I don't care about your personal problems. I know, right? It's like (laughs) very thinly veiled (laughs) discussion of her personal life. If there was a veil at all, there was no veil. Um, (laughs) If at all, we're just monologuing about it's like the it's like the stuff that people do on blogs or or whatever it's like i little did i know that a stranger would come into my life and show me that there are more ways than one to save a radio station and encourage me to go after my dreams so here i am it's like does is there anyone who's thinks that this is the human interest story that we should be doing on the radio right now. Why, like, you just show up and you tell a personal anecdote that was just so boring and really not compelling. I just want I just to scroll me, past this so I can get to the recipe. Like, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't want to know about your Nana's history making the recipe. Just le- Just tell me how much the oven should be on, you know. So, <laughs> Tyler Hines, he's pretty good. I wouldn't say that this was, like, a standout performance just because I've seen some of the other things he's been in, and he's been pretty good. So, this was not, mm-hmm. like, an exceptional performance by him. He did fine. I thought she was annoying. I thought the minor characters were mostly annoying. On, on the whole, I think it was just pretty much forgettable. I think there there was an element. I kept thinking, like, the Lantern Festival was, like, felt like it was an Animal Crossing holiday or something, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, we Turn all... Turn on your console at 8 p.m. and make yeah. sure you catch the llama. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, okay, you have to, like, or, like, Stardew Valley or Harvest Moon or something. You have to, like, go to a certain location between certain hours, and then you, like, end up being able to purchase a specialty lantern as a memorial of that event, you know, that holiday that you beat or whatever. So I think I think that part is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, but. they're like, we're going to have this big thing where it's a big lantern deal and we walk and we go across this bridge. It's like, I can see the bridge from here. We're going to walk 50 feet and then that's, that's the yeah. festival. I had to walk across the bridge from town. my parking spot to get here. So... <laughs> yeah, I drove I drove 20 minutes into town so I could walk 100 yards to that footbridge over there in the local park, which is like always here all the time. This is like not but they a had super lanterns. special location or something. They didn't even have real candles in there. One person had a real candle. The person who was in the close up, everybody else had battery powered lights or candles or something. It was like, why are we doing this? Because it's a symbol of hope. You go, I you just, just no. you go because you need that specific lantern to complete your collection. That's why you oh go, not because you want to sit through all of the. Will you the will you chat punch screens. my will you punch my boring small town event punch card for me if I come? <laughs> do I get do I get a free jam <laughs> if I get all the events? <laughs> Oh, man. I did think, okay, so in the in the trope of, like, the, the typical, like, Hallmark, like, interrupted while they're trying to kiss, share their first mm-hmm. kiss, like, thing, I did appreciate that she was like, no, excuse me, this is the moment, and, like, went back and did, and did like, no, we are going to complete this kiss. <laughs> That's true. Although I I noticed this time that like the in the interruption noise was like a weird guffaw or something. It was just like a rah, 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 you know. Some person's coming across the bridge. <laughs> like, well, like, that's the thing. When the whole uh, event is centered around a six foot bridge, if you want to have a romantic kiss on the bridge, you have to wait in line. <laughs> I do think I. Having watched many other Hallmark movies, the whole kiss interrupted thing happens all the time. Every like, movie. We're going to build Every. the chemistry. We're going to build mm. the tension. We know that they like each other, but we're saving that kiss for the end. It's like, it's really annoying because I just don't think that there are probably that many scenarios in real life where people are actually interrupted kissing where they can't just go ahead and kiss. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like someone made a noise. 100 feet in the other direction (laughs) therefore we cannot proceed with our kiss and this was enough of a distraction that we have to like be all awkward about it or whatever oh they're way over there okay they're way over there just have your kiss and move on right and then they and then they like pull away and like and like are like oh that ruined that moment or whatever Uh, so embarrassing it's not like they just like pause and they're like okay and then just keep going like it's just weird it's just weird well, I think we will have uh, many more opportunities to view that trope among the many others <laughs> uh, in Hallmark movies and more uh, as we continue to watch uh, some fall movies uh, going into the finally now going into the fall season and coming into October. So uh, we hope to catch you next time for our next movie review on Hallmark Quality Control. <laughs>